You're listening to Story Arc, Episode 1. Stories that flood your imagination with inspiration. Hello listeners and future architects. My name is Chris Thompson. Welcome to Story Arc. If this is your first time listening, which for every single one of you it probably is, thank you so much for coming. The Story Arc podcast is produced every two weeks for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Story Arc Podcast, and you can also follow us on Facebook. All links for sound effects are found in our show notes. And now, let's get on to the show. In our first episode this week, we want to let you know what we will be up to with this podcast. For many of us, we love stories. And I mean, why else would you even be listening if you didn't love stories? We love them for many different reasons. Some of us are writers who love, well, writing. But we find it hard from time to time to find the inspiration to write our next story. Some of us are artists who want to find something to sketch for our next piece of art. And for some of us, we enjoy role-playing games probably a little bit too much. And confession... That includes myself, and we're just looking for a place to find our next piece of inspiration for our games. This is where Story Art comes in. We want to help you continue to be inspired, and that's why we have taken some amazing stories, which you'll hear one of today, and we've rendered them into the form of a dramatized audio recording. We want these stories to take on another life that they may not have otherwise had. If you like what you hear today and would like to possibly hear one of your own stories featured in the future, head on over to our website at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. Use the Story Arc tab and find the submissions page. The page will guide you from there. And now, without any further ado, prepare to be inspired by our first story. Field Exercise by J.M. Perkins Where'd you go, my little crustacean? Asked the gimp aloud, senses probing the grimy alley. Of course, in the skin-tight, latex-wrapped Kevlar of his costume, the words came out as an indescribable muffle. Hooded, Gimp felt rather than heard the superhero's battle cry. Kung Pao Punch! In the shifting shadows. Gimp smiled beneath his suit. The idiot telegraphed his attack the same way every time. A good thing, too. With super strength that persisted even when he shrank, the shrimp could do some serious damage if he ever found two neurons to rub together. Gimp dodged the orange blur of the diminutive metahuman centimeter-long fist. He ducked, rolled, and counterattacked. Everything went silent. The shadows around Gimp grew, solidified, became thick, wet sheets, nearly unbreakable something. They wrapped themselves around Kung Pao Shrimp and squeezed tight. A small voice squeaked. Underneath his suit, the gimp smiled and said, That's the idea. The lights came on, dispelled the shadows, and from the wall speaker, Power King announced, Okay, that's enough. Pack it in, boys. You're done. The alley scene melted back into the bare surfaces of the default danger dome. Gimp unzipped and threw back his hood to reveal the angry teenage face beneath. What the heck, man? Why'd you have to screw this up for me? He said to Kung Pao Shrimp. 
Me, said Kung Pao Shrimp, touching the flaming shrimp decal on his chest and growing back to his full size. You're the one that started acting like some kind of villain. Before the gimp could respond, Power King's voice crackled back on the PA. Ryan Matthews, Victor Wynn, out of your costumes and into my office now. Victor Wynn grumbled as he pulled off his sweaty gimp suit and stepped into civil clothes. Power King sat behind an over-large desk, steepling his fingers. His power armor was in its standby mode, crown retracted, and helmet spread open to show serious brown eyes set deep in a lined, middle-aged face. The veteran looked back and forth between the two apprentice superheroes, saying nothing. Finally, he sighed. What am I going to do with you? Look... It wasn't my fault, Victor said before a lifted finger from Power King silenced him as effectively as if he'd been engulfed in his own shadows. Let's review, shall we? Despite powers that others would kill for, despite excellent test scores, the pair of you can't work with each other. You can't work with anyone. Yet, somehow, you still expect me to sign off on your petition for inclusion in the field exercises for next week? Ryan looked at his feet. You're right, Power King. We'll try harder. Hey, Victor said. I didn't want to partner with this idiot anyways. There's no we. I won the fight. Power King snorted. Yeah, and you almost killed your sparring partner. Like it or not, he's your partner, Victor. Even if you are sparring. If and when you're cleared for field work, you can opt a solo, but not before. Victor looked at the floor. And seriously, your costume is a gimp suit? I don't even... What? Why? Even if you can sense through the shadows, how are you supposed to work as part of a team when you can't even talk? The teenager huffed. <sighs> I block out vision and hearing. And I'm an umber kinetic. What the heck was I supposed to call myself? Shade choker? Ryan snorted. Power King turned to him. Your persona is nearly as ridiculous, Kung Pao Shrimp. Ryan folded his arms over his chest. I, I told you. I got my amazing power to shrink to prawn size while maintaining my super-powered Kung Pao strength after I ate an enchanted plate of shrimp. What else was I going to call myself? Power King sighed. The costumes aren't even the issue. I'll let the PR department handle that when and if you graduate. My job is to make sure you're fit for duty. Now you can both utilize your powers. I'll give you that. But one of you seems to have gotten his tactics out of the comic books. Bad comic books from the 40s. Victor snickered and Power King turned his attention to him. While the other is an angry goth who can't work with anyone. Field exercises next week, and neither of you is cleared. Oh, oh come, come on! They shouted in unison. You're nowhere near ready. In fact, I'm advising the membership committee that... The alarm blared out. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. The building rumbled as something Intruder or alert. someone breached the Citadel's walls. Ryan held onto his chair to keep from falling to the ground. Power King's electronic armor clicked into place to cover his face, his hypersonic crown spinning up to charge his suit. 
The indicators on his chest glowed red and blue. Stay here. He ordered, his inhuman digitized voice issuing from the speakers embedded near his shoulder. What's going on? Ryan asked, Power King already moving out of his office. When he reached the threshold, he turned back to the apprentices, repeated, Just stay here. Before rocket boosting and disappearing down the hallway. His trainer out of sight, Victor pulled and stretched his gimp costume, hopping and twisting to get the skin-tight suit on. His brow furrowed. Ryan said, Victor, the gimp, we're supposed to stay here. Shrugging on his hood, gimp left without a word. Ryan sighed, donned his orange domino mask, and chased after. From far away, crashes and booms shook the floor. Victor didn't have to walk long before he found Power King. All around, tracks of fluorescent bulbs flickered and died. A large, gaping hole in the wall revealed the well-tended grounds outside the citadel. Gimp didn't see any of this from beneath his black latex that covered his face. Instead, he felt the angles of the shadows that caught the rubble, each one of them bubbling with possibility, with power. He smiled. He'd finally get a chance to show that pompous old windbag what he was capable of when he wasn't sparring with an idiot. Gimp stepped through a shattered blast corridor. Up ahead, the supervillain Capybara held Power King up in an impact crater smashed into a reinforced steel wall. PK's armor had broken in a thousand ways and half his face poked through his shattered helmet. Where is she? Capybara growled. Where's my daughter? Okay, Victor, Gimp thought to himself. You only get one shot. You got this. He flexed the tiny shadows around Capybara's nose, cutting off the villain's vision and hearing it solidified in freezing blackness. From the floor, more pools of darkness rose and reached for the raging masses of hair and muscle. Half through his speakers and half through his mouth, Power King screamed. Vic, Gimp, no, you're not ready. Get out of here. Gimp said, The shadow surged up, but Capybara flipped, avoiding them. He landed on Victor, striking his heels down with enough force to knock the wind from the apprentice's lungs. Gimp struggled to breathe beneath his costume, his focus breaking, and his command of the shadows slipping away. Capybara blinked, his eyes and ears unclouding. Cute. But I could still smell you. The villain hoisted Gimp. Alright, Power King. Playtime's over. Give her back to me, or I'll rip apart this kid. Power King fired his last missile, exploding it off of Capybara's thick skull. The beast man snarled, dropped the Gimp, and ran towards Power King. Ryan, hiding behind some rubble that had fallen from the ceiling, decided it was now or never. Uh, all right, okay, 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 okay. What would Victor do? He thought to himself. He leapt up a tiny orange blur and caught Capybara right in the middle. <laughs> Capybara grunted, stumbling and smashing into the wall to the left. He swung his claw through the air, trying to catch his bee-sized attacker. But Ryan had already scurried beneath a piece of fallen ceiling tile. Capybara sniffed at the air and licked his lips, smiled with each of his sharpened teeth. Not a bad punch for a little guy, but you need to understand, small fry, we're in different leagues. He brought his foot up over where Kung Pao Shrimp hid. The gimp said. 
Capybara brought his hind paw down, striking through the floor as Ryan jumped out of the way. What? Asked Kung Pao Shrimp, screaming to be heard in his miniaturized state. He rolled out of the way of a kick that would have splattered him against the wall. Gimp unzipped his costume, pulled his hood down to free his mouth. Wheezing to catch his breath, he said, The nose! Hit him in the nose! Kung Pao Shrimp put all he had into one more attack, his orange never before blurring quite so bright. His tiny fist connected with Capybara's nose with an audible crunch. Capybara howled, blood dribbling down into his thick fur on his face. He snatched Kung Pao Shrimp out of the air before the hero could hide again. He squeezed and Ryan felt his ribs begin to give. I'll pop you! Capybara snarled. Victor focused his shadows once again, stealing the world away from Capybara. The villain thrashed, cursing as his taloned paws tore into the wall, but this time the shadows wrapped around him. Kung Pao Shrimp squirmed, growing back to his original size and freeing himself just as the darkness enveloped Capybara. Blackness like ice-encrusted iron constricted, tightened the vague shape of Capybara choking beneath it. The supervillain went still, but still the shadows pressed on. Victor, no! Ow! Don't! Ryan said, clutching at his broken ribs. Resisting all his instincts, Victor let the shadows loosen, withdraw from the villain's mouth and nose. He slumped against the wall, exhausted. Crisis averted, Ryan moved over to a groaning power king. A pained smile on his face, the trainer teased. <laughs> I thought I told you to stay put. Well, I could just leave you here. Ryan teased back, the first time he'd ever risked doing so with a superior. Tell you what, you get me the auto dock in the infirmary, and I'll forget you disregarded a direct order. I'll even sign off on field exercises next week. You two have earned it. <laughs> that, that is a deal. Ryan said, hoisting Power King and helping him limp towards the hallway. Victor stood, falling in step beside Ryan. Thick shadows dragged Capybara along behind them. After a moment, Ryan said, I thought you were going to kill him. Yeah, well, I just thought, what would Kung Pao Shrimp do? And I eased off. Victor smiled. <laughs> I, I thought something similar. Ryan smiled back. You know, Power King probably has a point. I should probably rethink the whole gimp thing. What do you think about mm, Penumbra? Nice! Ryan said, flashing a thumbs up with his free hand. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about going for a rename myself. Um, what do you think about Mighty Might? Uh, Victor said, shaking his hand back and forth to emphasize the sentiment. You know, I kind of like Kung Pao Shrimp. It's colorful. Ryan laughed, then rubbed the back of his head and looked at the wall. Hey, Gimp, I... <laughs> Sorry, I mean Penumbra. I know you said you wanted to work alone and all, but, but we made a good team today, I think. And I was just thinking, you know, that we could stay partners if if you wanted. If you know, not Not that you have to or anything, but... I'd like that, Victor said, extending a hand. Partner. Ryan shook it, jouncing Power King. The instructor winced. Hey, guys, how about a little less bonding and a little more getting the injured superhero legend to medical attention? 
They walked in silence, the apprentices finally looking forward to next week's field exercises. Field Exercise was written by J.M. Perkins. Find him on Twitter at J.M. Perkins. He writes a ton of great things that you won't want to miss. And check out his writings at jmperkins.com and also at saltinwoundsetting.com. Narration for this story was done by Chris Thompson. You can find him at dm underscore chris1 on Twitter. And check out all the other podcasts he is a part of at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. The Gimp was played by Casey Thompson. You can find him at brother underscore Casey on Twitter. Kung Pao Shrimp was played by the Aussie himself, Morgan Jenkins. You can find him and all of his podcast information on Twitter at MoronJank. You can check out the podcast that he produces at goinginblindpodcast.com. Power King was played by Neil Powell. You can find Neil on Twitter at Jotemaniac and the other podcast he is a part of at blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. And last, Capybara was played by Rich Howard. You can find Rich on Twitter at Walker, and his writings and game design work can be found on Tribality.com as well as GamesChangedLives.com. And last, sound effects and music links can be found in our show notes. So in a nutshell, that's what our episodes will look like. We will be featuring a new anthology of stories every two weeks. Each anthology will have two stories that we hope will capture your imagination and help inspire you to go and create great works. If you'd like to get in contact with us and tell us how you were inspired from this episode, head on over to your email and type in storyarcpodcast at gmail.com, followed by your story. We would honestly love to hear all of them. You can also check us out on Twitter at storyarcpodcast and also on Facebook. Want to be a part of the action? Head to our website, blockpartypodcastnetwork.com and submit your own story under the submissions page. We would love to hear them. And once again, we hope that you spread the word. Our goal here is to inspire as many talented listeners as possible, and only you can make that happen. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Story Arc, and we will see you again right back here in two weeks. And until then, keep on being inspired. Inspired.